Our next winter sport championship is really one of our largest, not our largest, but it's one of our largest as far as number of schools that qualify. And that is our wrestling championships. And Daryl Bradley, our assistant executive director, new to the office this year, will be hosting his very first championship this February with our wrestling championships. Welcome, Daryl. Thank you for having me. We've had Daryl on the podcast before. Daryl comes to us from Southwest Missouri, has an extensive wrestling background, and having some conversations with him recently, it's a little different on this side. You really don't know until you step into <laughs> these shoes. So I thought I had a pretty good idea, but really you don't know. There's a lot of different things and some good things, some bad things, and some challenges, and you got to work through some things. It's a learning process, but I feel like I'm in a pretty good place at this point. All right. So we talk a lot about our championships, but our sport executives also, they manage the whole season from preseason through the championship and after. And Daryl, you've done a great job of managing our wrestling season so far. We started back in October, October with the girls, November with the boys. But the crown jewel, the culminating event is our wrestling championships, which is really a pride point for the Missouri State High School Activities Association. We feel we have one of the coolest wrestling championships in the country. And so I know you're excited about being there in this role and probably a little bit apprehensive, but we're excited for that. So what are the dates for our championships and where do we host our wrestling championships? We have a four-day championship that will begin on Wednesday, February 21st, and it will conclude on February 24th. We actually have two two two-day championships with Class 1 and 2 boys and Class 1 girls being held on the 21st and 22nd of February, and our Class 3 and 4 boys, Class 2 girls will be held on Friday and Saturday, February 23rd and 24th at the Mizzou Arena. At Mizzou Arena here in Columbia. And you mentioned there's four classes of boys and two classes of girls. We talked a little bit off air about the number of registered schools. Our number of registered schools for boys and girls really is about, there's only about a difference of 30 to 40 registered schools. However, number of total wrestlers statewide, boys versus girls, what are we looking at? Our numbers are actually up for the boys and girls. So boys were hovering close to that 7,000 range, and then girls were around 2,500. So they've gone up, participation is up, and these are from the OPC. There may be some more, but people that have actual weight certifications for their wrestlers, that's where that number comes from. Okay. These are the ones who could actually be competing. Correct. (laughs) Yes. And we're not going to get into the weeds with our weight management system. However, when I talk about the management of the season itself... There's a tremendous amount of work from our office managing the sport of wrestling and the weight class component of the sport of wrestling has some complicated components that our coaches and our office are managing throughout the season. And there are benchmarks throughout the season and deadlines that have to be met. And we have a service provider that helps us with that. But Daryl's the guy who is making sure that essentially every school and every athlete's following the rules when it comes to weight management and classification. And people don't realize the responsibility that coaches have to manage their weight loss plans for their wrestlers. It's pretty monumental. There's a lot of record keeping, a lot of information to load before and after every match, you know, to help their wrestlers maintain or get to their desired certified weight class to compete in the postseason. So there's a lot of work that goes into it. There's a lot of different scenarios that may pop up during the season. 
I think for the most part, coaches do a pretty good job at some. I, I mean, I get questions a lot about this or that, and, and I've really enjoyed that process and, and learning some new things. But it is a lot of work, and we're almost to that point to where coaches have already decided where their wrestlers are going to be. Hopefully, they've certified at that weight class and getting them entered into the district tournament and try to get them onto the state tournament. Okay, so let's talk about the state tournament. How many weight classes do we have in each of boys and girls? Well, we have six classes. In each class, there are 14 weight classes. So we're, we're talking 1,344 total qualifiers for all six classes, 244 per class. Okay. So 14 weight classes and 16 student-athletes are going to qualify for each weight class. Yes. And they're going to do that through a district wrestling tournament. And how many of those are we hosting per class? For the girls, we have two classes, and there's four districts per class, so there's eight total. And for the boys, four classes, four districts per class. So we have 16 district tournaments spread throughout the state. And we stagger those. We have the girls' district tournament in one weekend and the boys' district tournaments in the second weekend, correct? Correct. Uh, The girls' district championship starts on Friday, February 9th. And it will go on to the 10th, and then the boys' districts will be next weekend, 16th and 17th. Okay. And then we house all of them together at Mizzou Arena. And so when we get to the arena, and we, as you said, we have two two two-day tournaments where we've got classes one and two boys and class one girls Wednesday, Thursday, classes three and four boys, class two girls on Friday, Saturday. We're looking at two-day wrestling tournaments. So we have... 14 separate tournaments happening at the same time with over three different classes at one time. We've got eight mats going at any given time. And those eight mats are not matching. (laughs) Tell us about the mats. Well, we have a partnership with Dolomer, and they have a program that we offer to all of our member schools. If they would like to purchase a mat that they use for their own practice or their home matches or tournaments, they'll knock $1,000 off if we use those for the state tournament. And so they provide us, Dolomer provides us with mats. And we have mission mats that are the same color. They're the blue mats. You know, hopefully at some point we will have all those mats be mission mats. But as it is right now, they are multicolored. So we get what we can get. We are using brand new mats. Nobody else has wrestled on them. It's a great thing. We use them for the matches, and then at the completion of the tournament, the schools that ordered those mats will then pick those up and then bring those to their home location. Okay. I know there are different opinions about it. I think the mix-and-match mats looks cool on the floor. Other people may not agree. That's just my opinion on that. Okay, so in a tournament that's looking for a champion, okay, there are a few things you can do. First of all, getting a champion in a tournament, that's pretty simple, right? You're going to win a certain number of matches, and the wrestler who wins all their matches is the champion. You set it up in a bracketed situation. You can only wrestle one person. We're going to have 16 qualifiers. You're going to start with eight matches to begin with. The winners move on. They're going to wrestle each other and move on and so on, and we get a state champion. Okay, We could run that tournament so that as soon as you lose, you're done. And there are states that do run state championship wrestling tournaments where... As soon as you lose, you're done. And you've driven from who knows where for one match, and then you're over. In Missouri, our state tournament has chosen to go a different direction. So maybe kind of as a summary, can you tell us a little bit about how we've set up our tournament bracket system so that wrestlers get at least two matches at state? 
I think it's important to just say that sometimes the way it works out, you may not get the best two wrestlers in the state finals. So you could have potentially one of the best wrestlers not competing in that last match. And so I, I don't believe that that is a fair system that one, you lose one and you're out. I think it's a great system. Before, you know, when I was when I was coaching wrestling, there was only three rotations that we use. Now we have 12 bracket rotations, and they are randomly drawn for each weight class. The number one from a district will wrestle a four from a different district, and then two and three. And that is completely random, and it is done year by year. And I think it's a fair system, you know, but we do have the top six placers, which is great. We get to reward student athletes for their hard work that they put in for the entire year. You know, sometimes things don't go your way. That's why you compete and you get another opportunity to try to get the next best thing if something doesn't go your way, because we all know that everybody loves rankings and things like that, but they don't always go that way. And uh, that's why you compete, and that's why you go out there and you shake hands and you go to battle, and you may win or you may lose. There's going to be a winner or loser every match. So, you know, if you don't get to that championship final, you have an opportunity on the backside to pick up some hardware for yourself and for your team. So you described, you said the backside, we call them wrestlebacks. Mm -hmm. So we have a system that is almost double elimination. It's not quite double elimination because the order in which you win or lose could allow you to actually lose to and still wrestle again. But ultimately, we're going to medal the top six. And correct me if I'm wrong, but a wrestler would have an opportunity to wrestle in the third place match with a loss that is not necessarily at the semifinal level. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, okay. you could you could lose first round, and and I've seen it before. And they get hot, or you know they they may have had a tough round matchup, and they can go back and take third place. So you get that opportunity. And and then on the flip side, you could win your first two matches. You could win that quarterfinal match and get sixth place. I mean, you're guaranteed a medal at the state tournament. So yeah, I've seen it before. You could you know win your first one, lose your next one, go all the way to third. So it's a great system. It gives them an opportunity to move on if something doesn't go their way. So I guess the story I, I think I want our listeners to hear is we celebrate the champion. We put on quite a show for our finals. The championship bouts are really pretty cool. If you've not been to one of our championships and or watched it on Misha.tv or Flow, I would highly recommend looking at our championship the final. It's very exciting. However, there is a drama happening for every single wrestler. There's a story happening for every single wrestler, and this tournament is a big story. So the story of your tournament is how did you overcome, and it may be that everything was easy for you because you're so good, but for most of the situations, you're going to have to overcome some adversity, and you may not end up in that championship bout. However, everybody's trying to finish as high as they possibly can, and everybody's trying to overcome whatever adversity is in their way, whether that's an early round loss, whether that is an injury that they're wrestling through, whether that is illness, whether that, it, who knows. But for these kids to come in, boys and girls, they're a different breed. <laughs> as you watch them, they have a tremendous amount of composure and focus. There are some really exciting bouts that are not on path to be in the championships. And, you know, individual sports and team sports as well do a really nice job of celebrating personal growth and personal achievement, even though that may not mean you medal or you're in the finals. So I guess what I'm saying is the Talladega Knights, if you're not first, you're last philosophy, 
that's bull. (laughs) This is about growth. This is about overcoming adversity. This is about learning and responding to your learning. And I think our wrestling championships do just a great job. It's a metaphor when you watch our wrestlers compete. Something else to keep in mind. Some of these athletes make it look very easy. They have put so much time and effort and the parents, the miles traveled and, you know, they've done the work and they're very talented. You have all different types of stories and things. And this is just a culmination of that. And it's just great to see these athletes go out there and compete at the highest level. These are the best of the best in our state. They're representing their schools well to give it their all. And at this event is very special. I will always cherish it. I look forward to to being a part of it here in a couple of weeks. Well, I can tell you for wrestlers in our state, just qualifying is a huge achievement for many, many, many of our students. As you said, some of them make it look easy and they've reached a level that not qualifying would be devastating. But for a number of those kids, this is a very big deal to qualify for state. So eight mats going on. We've got referees that must call those bouts. We've got table workers. We've got athletic trainers and doctors. And what, like, how many people help to put on this really what looks like chaos most of the time? How many people we have helping us out? Well, I have a total around 120. There's a lot of moving parts. Like you mentioned, we have 48 officials. I mean, they are from all throughout the state. We have some very good officials. We have weigh-in officials, coordinators. We have floor security. We have different runners. And then we're talking about the people running the track wrestling system. There's lots of moving parts. And that's not to mention all the folks. This is one of the events that several, or if not all, of our MISHA staff is doing some part in to make this championship a success. So a lot of moving parts, a lot of folks helping out to make this a great event. It is a great event. I said that at the outset. We've just got a lot of people. Wrestling, it's, it's, not, it's not different than any of our sports, but it also has a kind of a unique culture around it. And wrestling folks are extremely loyal, and they show up every year to help us out. And their job may just be, you know, managing traffic in a tunnel, but they do it well, and they come back every year, and they love to be there. And I, I look forward to meeting them personally. I mean, a lot of the communication has been done either by phone or email. So I enjoy getting to meet folks and I'm looking forward to actually get to know some of these people, you know, and and see what ideas they may have to make it even better. So that's another part that I'm looking forward to. We mentioned you can watch it on Misha.tv in conjunction with Flow Wrestling. We actually have PA announcing going on where, you know, we've got eight mats going on at a time. So PA can't really give a play-by-play on a map, but we have male and female voices on our PA that help to highlight, we, we call highlight matches, where we have perhaps high finishers from previous years. And that's where Dorothy Mayab, our female voice, is calling folks' attention to a certain map. This is one you might want to pay attention to if your wrestler is not out there. And then we've got our male voices, who are essentially just one right after another, letting us know who's wrestling on, on each of those maps. Because an athlete doesn't know which mat they're going to wrestle on. They come up, they're next up, it's the next mat available, and they get sent one through eight. Moms and dads who are trying to figure out which side to go, there's, there's no rhyme or reason. Pick your seat in the arena, and you're going to watch from where you're going to watch. Yeah, you can look on the bracket and kind of see where they're at and see, you know, if you have the pair ahead of you go out, you just know if there's a pin that happens, you could get sent to that mat. So it's certainly uh, exciting, nerve wracking, I guess, for parents, but 
it's yeah, it's it's fast and furious. Lots of working parts to make it work, and I mean it works well. Yeah, and we do run things in sessions. There are breaks throughout the day, and we're not going to get into the details of that. But if you're a spectator, first of all, if you're a wrestling person, a parent, you've been watching events all year, you've started to kind of figure out how to do this. But our sessions will help give people a little bit of a break. And it's one of our sports where we have a lot of just fans of the sport show up. And for $15 a day, they can come in and watch great wrestling all day long. And we get some pretty big crowds for our finals. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to see some great high school wrestling. And, you know, it should be exciting this year. And I'm certainly ready to see some great high school wrestling. Okay. Well, thank you, Daryl, for joining us. This is our preview for our Missouri State High School Activities Association Wrestling Championships, February 21st through 24th, 2024 at Mizzou Arena on the campus of the University of Missouri. Thank you. This is Dr. Jennifer Ruckstad, Executive Director of the Missouri State High School Activities Association. This is Dr. Jennifer Ruckstad, the Executive Director of the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Thank you for listening to the Misha All Access podcast and having an interest in Missouri high school activities and athletics. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Misha All Access podcast or any of the episodes in this podcast, please consider subscribing or liking with your favorite podcast provider. It helps other people find us, and we really appreciate you listening and supporting the Missouri State High School Activities Association.